Welcome everyone to Horse Bites, your go-to source for keeping up with the show jumping world. We've spent the last year developing this concept in order to bring you the sport of show jumping in the most concise, informative, and fun way possible. And I'm so thrilled to finally present our show. We will try to keep things short and sweet and hope to deliver the facts you want to know wherever you want to see them. This week, we have a great show to start out the 2024 season. We'll present the top-ranked horses from last year, provide a quick analysis of who to keep an eye on as the season begins, share some fun horsey bloopers from over the new year, and give a quick look at how everyone's New Year's fitness resolution is shaping up. I'm so glad you're all here to join us, and let's jump right in. Typically, every week we will share all of the past week's three, four, and five-star Grand Prix winners so you can get a quick rundown of the action from last week. Since 2024 is just beginning and last week we saw very little international competition, we're going to start the year out by recapping 2023 and sharing the top-rated horses from last year. King Edward and Henrik von Eckermann leading the way, Monaco and Harry Smulders in second, James Conn Cruz and Shane Sweetnam in third, in fourth is Hansen W.L. and Peter Fredrickson. Michael Vander Vluten and Beauville Zed and the speedy Frenchman Julian Epayard with Dubai de Cedri tied in fifth. Dynamics Del Bellem and Steve Gerda in seventh. The feisty H&M Indiana with Malin Bayard Janssen and Tobago Zed with Daniel Deusser tied in eighth place. While Markan Cosmopolit and Jens Fredrickson, Marcus Enning and Stargold, Carl Cook and Caracol de la Roque and Donatella Doge and Julian Epayard shared the 10th spot on the list. Julian Epayard is the only rider to have two on the list, while the Swedes occupied three spots in the top 10 with only one North American making the cut. It's shaping up to be a thrilling year as riders and teams look forward to the Olympics in Paris coming up in July. Welcome to Showstopper, powered by Equiratings. Each week, we're going to take a deep dive into the stats, numbers, movers, shakers, and in-depth stories that drive our sport. We will provide analysis and a breakdown of not only the highest ranked or the current winners, but give an outlook on past and future performances so we can track the progression of horses and riders across the sport. Since it's the beginning of the year and the first time you guys are hearing this, we want to give you a breakdown of how our statistics work. Every time we talk about horse ratings, we're going to use a method called an ELO rating. The ELO rating system, originally developed by Hungarian-American physics professor and master-level chess player Arpad ELO, is widely adopted across the sports world as a method to calculate the relative skill levels of athletes in a given sport. In plain terms, the ELO metric helps us determine who the best horses are in the sport. ELO is highly correlated to jumping clear rounds, taking into account the size and quality of the field, and horses gain and lose points based on who they finish ahead of or behind. ELO rating has been used in the show jumping world since 2010, so we have a nice amount of data to build on. The top 1% of show jumpers on average have an ELO rating of over 775. The majority fall in the 600 range, while horses that are rated below 500 fall in the bottom 3% of show jumpers, which essentially equates to poor performance. We will continue to explain how the ratings work over the course of the show, but for now, that's a quick rundown of the numbers. Let's begin our discussion by talking about the top three rated horses from 2023. In December, 
King Edward hit the highest ever recorded rating of 806. If you remember, only 1% of show jumpers hit a rating of over 775, so King Edward is high atop the altar currently. The big question this year, of course, is if our leading star will be able to add the Olympic individual gold into his collection. A modern great, of course, but is he the best ever? We shall see. Second on the list is Monaco and Harry Smolders, who have an ELO rating of 779. They have been a model of consistency, but it is hard to believe they have yet to win a meter 60 competition. We have him as the second best horse in the world at the start of 2024, but we know that some fans would probably even make him their favorite. Is he the under the radar superstar that will overtake King Edward this year? Good question. And lastly, James Conn Cruz leaves 2023 as the top rated horse of his age group and an overall third with an ELO of 774. The 10 year old crop from last year is absolutely incredible and we will tackle that analysis at a later date. But as James Conn Cruz moves into his 11th year, we think he will go and take on the superstars without any more reference to his age as he enters the peak of his career. That's a quick rundown of last year's rankings, and as we look towards the new year and upcoming Olympic bid, stay tuned to Showstopper each week for more analysis and predictions about the future of show jumping. The first time I ever came to Europe, I remember trying horses in original Steuben saddles and equating the brand with traditional European equestrianism. I was always shocked about the longevity of the saddles, and given the fact that I know people who ride in Steuben saddles older than me, Steuben's commitment to quality is clearly unparalleled. With the two young and techie Steuben progeny at the helm of this family company, Steuben is not only a heritage brand which celebrates 130 years of craftsmanship, but one of the most innovative companies in the industry today with their new Steuben and Evolution line. All right, let's take a look at some of the wild things from over the new year. Oh, it looks like he's riding a young one, feeling difficult. Whoa, where'd he go? <laughs> oh my God. He disappears. Whoa, this one looks like a bucking bronco. Oh, he's doing good, he's doing good. Oh, not. It looks like he's up. All good there. And oh, that is what we call a pop chip. <laughs> Oh my God, let's see it again. There we go. Does not quite agree with the horse's decision. And let's see what this horse can do. Oh, four falls. <laughs> oh, he tried, but too much for him. No scope and no hope. <laughs> and those were your wild things of the week. To kick off this week's Weekly Wonder, we're talking about rider fitness geared towards improved performance in the saddle. It's just after New Year's and everyone is hopefully still thinking about their resolutions. For many people, going to the gym is one of them. But as equestrians, it's all about effectiveness atop the horse and not necessarily physical appearance. After all, we're doing a sport and improved overall fitness from cross-training seems like a no-brainer. More and more professional riders are taking to the gym or doing some type of strength training outside of riding. It's much less common these days to hear that typical rider's adage, riding more is the best way to make you a better rider. We're seeing professionals do everything from Pilates to yoga to martial arts, running, stretching, and even Krav Maga. We even saw Ken Farrington do some impressive balance moves atop a basketball at his home gym. 
The business of equestrian fitness is also growing with workouts costing upward of 50 to 175 US dollars per session for both in-person and online classes. It may be a steep price for some, but doing a workout specifically designed to increase your performance seems worthy in our sport, especially if it can help you from falling off or shave a second or two off your competitor's time. We're also seeing pop-up gyms open at the horse show venues across the US, making accessibility even easier for riders wanting to fit a workout into their busy schedules. And for top athletes in the sport, Major fitness brands are starting to take notice with companies like Technogym and Celsius sponsoring top riders who promote improved sporting performances due to healthier lifestyle choices. Horse welfare groups and even FEI and national federations are adding additional incentives from their side with fitness and size appropriateness restrictions for competition beginning to become more prevalent. A horse show in the UK even instituted a rule that stated anyone who weighed over 20% of their mount's weight would be asked to dismount with scales on hand in case the point needed to be proven. Now, this type of policing seems potentially problematic, and it's hard to say whose right it is to dictate people's lifestyle choices, but trainer Mike from Limitless Performance, who specializes in equestrian-oriented workouts, suggested that improved balance, stamina, strength, and core exercises will most certainly improve performance when it comes to equestrian sporting activities. He went on to share that a sense of awareness is the best thing that you can have when you're on a horse. And he uses new innovative synaptic strobe glasses to remove critical visual information during a workout. Apparently, the brain is forced to process visual input more efficiently, and with this heightened visual capability, coordination is enhanced, anticipation and decision-making results in faster reaction times, the athlete has better ability to focus, and it improves balance overall. Top Mexican athlete Eugenio Garza is seen here using the glasses. Yes, sir. That's wild and it looks nauseating, but hell, I'd try it if it helped with my performance. On show day, your performance in stressful situations has got to be perceptively easier and more efficient, right? But even beyond the basics of making you stronger, more balanced, more flexible, and more agile atop the horse, rider-specific workouts can not only help you recover from a possible riding-related injury, but hopefully prevent it from happening in the first place. This alone seems like a resolution worth keeping to me. That's a wrap on this week's top highlights. I hope you enjoyed catching up on the 2023 season and getting ready for the upcoming Olympic year. Meet us here every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Central European time, noon Eastern Standard, and stay tuned wherever you get your socials for constant updates and clips from our show. Drop your comments below and we'll be sure to answer as many as we can. And follow along all the action as it unfolds here on Horse Bites your go-to source for keeping up with the show jumping world. Hey guys, Flying Feathers here. Follow us wherever you get your socials and be a part of the Horse Bites community.